ESL, Charlotte Sports Live. Well, it is a great day to be an American, as it is every day. Happy 4th of July to all of you out there. Welcome inside Charlotte Sports Live. I'm Carla Gebhardt alongside Grace Grill. Tonight we've got on our red, white, and uh, last night we wore if we blue. we so. today, that's a problem. Yes, <laughs> we were able to nail it tonight. Uh, also, the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council says, Grace, that Americans consume 150 million hot dogs on average on the 4th of July. Yeah, because we have one of those, a hot yeah. dog and sausage council. And Joey yeah. Chestnut <laughs> probably consumed half of those himself today. The pork patriot, that's what we're calling him, going for his 16th hot dog eating title. And of course, it wouldn't be the 4th of July without America's pastime. We've got Braves and Knights both on deck. But the Charlotte Hornets are out in California where they began summer league play. We got our first taste of the rookie, Brandon Miller, against the Spurs last night. Yes, we did. And a lot of uh, opinions on how he did. But Brandon Miller's debut did not start the way he or maybe any of the Hornets fans would have hoped. The second overall pick only had five points. And more than a handful of fouls at the half as the Hornets were down double digits nearly the whole game to the Spurs. And it was a Spurs team without Victor Wembanyama. The good thing is he was able to turn around in the second half, end of the night with 18 points, five boards, three assists, and not horrible numbers from the field. Five for 11 overall and three of seven from deep. Now, a major concern for fans were those six fouls. But only one in the second half, so that was maybe the takeaway there. But it was something that he addressed after the game. <laughs> I think you get 10 in some of these. Uh, I'm going to try to use all 10. <laughs> so, While well, you can, right? Yeah, so, I mean, if you got 10, you might as well use all 10. Yeah. A little frustrated, but, you know, just because I don't like to lose. But, you know, I, I have fun out there, you know. Just seeing a different environment from the college and the college experience, I think it was, you know, fun, you know. Just really out there having fun with my team. Okay, so I found that hilarious because yeah. my dad used to tell me that growing up. I was not a fowler, and he was like, Gracie, you got five. Use them, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> All right, so just for comparison, if you're wondering how he stacks up against the Hornets' other second overall pick, Michael Kidd Gilchrist in his debut, well, you have pretty similar numbers, just three less rebounds and two less assists. Miller will be back in action with the Hornets on Wednesday against Golden State. I mean, if you're just talking about the debut, I mean, I don't really know what right. people want from him. It's a debut. It's his first <clears throat> taste of the league. Mm -hmm. I feel like we go into this and people want that um, he's going to win us game seven vibe, yeah. like yeah. if he doesn't put up the thing. But for me, he stacked the, he stacked the, the stat sheet. What, what more could you ask? Yeah, and, and he was able to come back in the fourth quarter. He actually hit three threes in the fourth quarter alone, which was good to see just him maybe shake off some of those nerves. We kind of talked a little bit about that last night that he might be a little nervous going into the league for the first time and he kind of even mentioned that after the game too in, in those post pressers just that yeah a lot of this was nerves and kind of getting the feel for his teammates out on the floor um, but it was good to see him bounce back we were also going to maybe put up Lamelo Ball's numbers in that graphic but uh no summer league, didn't play. Have summer league. yeah I know so, so he gets off with the with ease because COVID yeah that's a good thing for him <laughs> I guess well the Hornets are back for their final game of the California Classic in Sacramento tomorrow night against the Warriors then they look to the official summer league in Vegas that's what we're used to and they start off with a second meeting against the Spurs and that is going to be with Victor Wimbanyama so let's hope they figure out some things before that game then they've got the Lakers Scoot Henderson and the Trailblazers that might make some Hornets fans sad and then finally the Pelicans on July 13th we're gonna have a lot more to talk about that oh yeah that's gonna be more exciting all right let's talk baseball in the meantime hey look who it is 
It's Homer in the proper attire for the I sports. saw him in a parade earlier today. Yeah, so. well, the guys were in camo honoring our military tonight. And thank goodness that they look good because they did play good. Top one already down one. It's an E2 and it is brutal. Read your Shakespeare you know what I'm talking about. All right, Knights down two, nothing. We go to the top of the third. Peyton Burdick sends this one deep to left center. A whole lot of people out there to catch it. It went 430 feet to below this one open for Jacksonville. Seven nothing shrimp. Score looked even worse by the seventh inning, and you can beat them on the board, but you were not going to beat Lyndon Sosa on the stat cast tonight. That is a 435 foot bomb to center field. It put two more on the board for Charlotte, but they fall tonight to the jumbo strip. All right, let's head to the majors now. Atlanta and Cleveland for the second night in a row. They took care of business last night, but what about today? Well, that's Ozzy Albies, and that is a two-run home run to tie this game up at the top of the fifth. So that's what you want to see, right? Uh, and no, this is not the same highlight, but similar circumstances. Guardians up by one, top of the ninth. I know, right? But Albies again with a bomb to help. Tie this one up again at five apiece. Now, we would need extra innings. Braves with a chance here. That's a blooper there, but Sam Hilliard going to try to make it home. Oh, he tries, Grace, but David Fry finds him before he finds the plate. And then Fry just with the dagger raining on the Braves parade here. Or maybe it's Rosario, Eddie Rosario, who can't make the catch there. Cleveland wins on that one. Your final tonight, 6-5, ending the Braves' nine-game winning streak. There was a big daggummit from the Georgia girl. There was. The there department. was. <laughs> All right, so while the Braves prepare to send eight All-Stars to Seattle, college and high school talent across the country are preparing to hear their names called in a 2023 MLB draft that takes place on Sunday. And for a third year, Major League Baseball held its draft combine which hosts the top 300 prospects determined by MLB teams with an additional 50 players invited. And that included some local talent. Charlotte's Jake Cunningham, Cam Fisher, and Wyatt Hudipal all participated in the combine held at the end of last month at Chase Field in Phoenix. Hudipal led the Niners in strikeouts this season with 129 of them, including a midseason performance in which he punched out a record 16 guys in a complete game effort. Cam Fisher, Charlotte's first ever six-time All-American, led the team with a 348 batting average and led the nation in regular season home runs with 30 of them. Meanwhile, Jay Cunningham was hailed as one of the top performers of the combine by MLB.com's Jake Callis, who said that Cunningham has some of the best all-around tools in the college class and is well above average in raw power and speed. Now, Charlotte FC has had a long break since they last took the field. That was 11 days ago when they drew Montreal nil-nil at Bank of America Stadium. Now the crown prepares for their match tomorrow night against New York City, who is tied with Charlotte in the Eastern Conference, both with 24 points there. It's been a tough stretch for the crown, who has not seen a victory since May 27th when they defeated the LA Galaxy 1-0. But hey, they did this last year, right? It's what they're used to. Is this the dip before they get the pick and maybe pick, pick up the pace, maybe? All right, well, it doesn't get much more than this. Joey Chestnut going for his 16th hot dog eating title today on Coney Island, and it almost did not happen. Those details are next. Yeah, and one sports personality trading in her mic for boxing gloves. A unique story on how Andrea Carter got into the ring. That is coming up.
And let's talk playoffs. Yes, Charlotte SC and the Panthers and the Hornets, they're very far off from the playoff conversation. But what team would be the biggest disappointment to not make the postseason? I will try to answer that a little later on in the show. You're watching Charlotte Sports Live. We'll be right back. Oh, well, it wouldn't be the 4th of July without the annual Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest, but it almost didn't happen. Coney Island hit with heavy rain. The contest was supposed to begin at noon, and it was called off, like canceled. But there are reports that Joey Chestnut rallied everyone and got the thing back on. That is a true patriot right there. And he's also now a 16-time champ, Joey Chestnut, once again, the winner of the Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. Downing 62 dogs, Carla, in 10 minutes. He's now won the event 16 out of 17 years. I, I can't. It's watch impressive. It. <laughs> it's just very hard to watch. And then on the women's side, it was Mickey Sadu who took home the title. She eat. chowed down 39 and a half hot dogs to win her ninth Nathan's Famous Hot Dog Eating Contest. The competition appeared to be much closer as she was tied for first until the final count, but ultimately. She won by six hot dogs. Pseudo saying after she was disappointed though because uh, it was nine short of her all-time best. And Grace, I mean, I guess you know what? Nothing says America quite like seeing how many hot dogs you can eat in 10 minutes. But of course, we know the real reason behind today, and that is for those that fight for our freedom, our military men and women. And tonight, we say thank you. Yeah, and while they put up the most courageous fight, tonight we look at a different kind of fighter. ESPN broadcaster Andrea Carter has recently taken up boxing. And our good friend Kevin Connolly has a story on why she decided to enter the ring. You know, I, I want to show people you can change the trajectory of your life at any point and you can pursue anything that you want. Andrea Carter loves a challenge. That trait helped her play basketball at the University of Tennessee. It also helped her transition into broadcasting when a knee injury ended her playing career. For me, it was the next closest thing to being in the game. It was, you know, sitting on the sidelines and talking about the game. And I always felt like I knew the game really well just as a player. Like high basketball IQ. I understood concepts defensively, offensively, and loved talking basketball. Um, had to learn the ropes of TV. I had no idea because I didn't study broadcasting. So I had to learn TV and what it took as far as that goes. She's a regular on ESPN for women's NCAA basketball coverage as well as the WNBA but something was still missing in her life. I turned 29 last November, and I was just thinking to myself, if I don't compete again, I might not ever compete again. So like, if I don't start now in something, you know, that might be the, you know, I might not ever win a competition again. And I missed training and winning and pushing myself in that way. After thinking about some different sports, she settled on boxing. Took a chance boxing, came to this gym, and I told the coaches here, I was like, if I don't have a chance, just tell me, because I have a career that I love. I don't need this, I just want it. So if I have no chance, then just tell me, and I'll get out of here. And they made the mistake of telling me that I had a chance, and I've uh, kind of been pursuing it ever since. She is 100% coachable, and I can definitely see that her background and discipline I think played a factor. I think she's an athletic person, but overall I think she's just a driven, focused person. And so I put headgear on one day, and when I got hit in the face, I was like, oh, that wasn't so bad. So then after that I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll try fighting, and kind of went from there. Getting punched in the face and being on television as a broadcaster is not a typical combination. All my 
producers at ESPN and my bosses and my agent, you know, of course they're like, protect your face, protect your face. But at the end of the day, like if something happened, um, I don't think about it in the ring because then I feel like I'm going to be, you know, I do feel like my defense has to be pretty good because I don't want to get hit in the face. Boom, boom. Good. That's the one. When Jack. Andrea puts her mind to something, she's Jack. all in. Physical exhaustion that can take place in three minutes really caught me by surprise. Like I just had so much more respect for boxers and fighters and, and anyone that really does kind of combat sports. Carter has been in two bouts and won them both by TKOs. Now she doesn't know how far she can go in boxing. She's just proud. She tried something way outside her comfort zone. What we call baseball, America's pastime, because it is so much more than just a game. And no one understands that better than LaMichael Mitchell. Queen City News' Maureen Wirtz has the story coming up next here on Charlotte Sports Live. Well, she's back for round two on this holiday night. QC News anchor Morgan Francis joining us once again for Quick Six. And I hear that we can't go over our time, so uh, <laughs> let's throw two minutes on the clock. And uh, Morgan, you are up first tonight. The NBA is proposing an NBA flopping penalty for summer league games. Do you like this or not? I like it. I think, you know, play the game, right? Just just play the game how it's supposed to be played. If you get fouled, you get fouled. The refs are going to catch it. If you're not fouled, then the play will continue. But uh, flopping is kind of cheating the system, I think. Yes. Yes. Definitely agree with that. <laughs> All right. Grace is very uh, on that. Uh, Grace, what would be the bigger disappointment? Charlotte FC almost missing the playoffs again. The Hornets missing the playoffs next season or the Panthers missing the postseason? Okay, this is actually really tough. Yeah. Although I'm going to give it to Charlotte FC because they're the new team in town. They gave us that taste of, like, in their first year, hey, we yeah. can make it. Like, everybody's used to the Panthers not making it. Everybody's used to the Hornets. <laughs> oh. We're not with FC, so I think that would be more heartbreaking. All right, Morgan, lots of fireworks shows in town. Charlotte Motor Speedway, the Knights, many others. Who puts on the best show, though? The Knights, hands down. Yeah. I mean, they. I know they do the Friday fireworks after the games, right, typically. Right. So they they already have it down pat, but you can't beat the show that they put on with the backdrop of the Queen City. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. All right, Grace, this is a big conversation among drivers, I think. Does Shane Vangisbergen's win in Chicago lessen the talent of the NASCAR Cup Series drivers? I can't, I, I can't, I, you can't lessen it right. because it's just, it's, it's a different type of motorsport. Like, it's just, they're going around circles, there's left turns, right turns. It's just, it's just different. Like, put him on, put him on a roval, put him on a normal yes. track, and then go from there and see how they do. I totally agree with that point. All right, Morgan, you finally have season tickets to the Packers, so what games are you going to this season? So this came as a surprise, actually. I've been on the awesome. list since I was born. My dad put my brother and myself on the list, and I'm not going to say what my age but it's been like more than 30 years. So we weren't expecting the tickets this year. So that came as a surprise. If we do go to a game, um, we're going to try to catch the, the Chiefs and the Packers because Ryan's Ooh. a Chiefs fan. Yes, love that. All right, Grace, if you could spend the 4th of July in any ballpark, which one would you choose? Oh, I haven't been to a ton, but I'm going to have to say Camden Yards. It's just a beautiful ballpark. I recently was at Globe Life out in Texas. It was nice. Not a fan of the covered ballpark. Just It just yeah. takes something mm -hmm. away from the game. But I'm going to say Camden Yards, and then afterwards you go get some Maryland Blue Crabs. Fourth, that's the way to do it. Love that. All right, so thousands of people headed to Truist Field today in Uptown to not only cheer on the Charlotte Knights, but to catch one of the biggest and best fireworks shows in the Southeast. That's right. However, there is one fan who always shows up tonight's games, no matter the occasion. And Queen City News reporter Maureen Wirtz has the honor of introducing us to him tonight. You're going to give me a hug right quick? <laughs> How you doing? Good. 
When it comes to keeping score, yeah, have fun. How you doing, Nate? It's all about counting. Here you go. You're welcome. Every win. Every loss. Might have made a mistake in my scorebook. And there's no better scorekeeper. Might have messed up in my scorebook a bit. Than LaMichael Mitchell. He gone. The only number he can't keep track of. I think I lost count. Is just how many Charlotte Knights games he's been to. First started going to Knights games back in 1994 with my mother. He's a ball magnet. I am. And a Charlotte sports super fan. Hornets, the Panthers, and the 49ers. And it's starting to be dabbling a little bit into soccer with Charlotte FC. The Michael has autism. There we go. There you go, boys. And he says his passion for America's favorite pastime is hard to beat. See ya. Over at his house, he has an eclectic collection. The Lamello Ball one that I collected from 2021. Of his favorite players and teams. And they love me back so much. And for a fan who proudly celebrates any win for his home teams, it seems like lately he's been losing more than winning. It makes me feel happy to be who I am, but emotional. The landlord who owns the house LaMichael and his dad live in just sold it. They have to move. I feel her. I feel her in my heart. Leaving behind their home for the last four years and memories of LaMichael's mother. That totally made me sad. I felt like crying and it was a very emotional day for me when I heard the news. Eva passed away in April after fighting cancer. Her touches are still there. And LaMichael is worried about paying for a move in a new home. And when she passed, that was the darkest day in my life. It's a lot right now. But thankfully, Michael knows where to go. Almost a good catch right there. It's almost a good catch. Because his mom taught him. She told me to find my passion in sports, and baseball was one of them. For a numbers guy, what counts here has little to do with the final score. I always look forward to the next game, which is what baseball and sports are about. His home is his home team. Root, root, root for Charlotte Knights. If they don't win, it's a shame. And maybe it's time. Come on, Blue. We start cheering him on. Love that story, Maureen. Now, usually we do not root for the Saints, but tonight we do. Their tight end and former Raider Hunter Monroe announced his cancer is in full remission. Moreau was diagnosed back in March, but he posted the good news on social media yesterday. It's in the running for a QC crowd tonight. We're going to hand out those next. All right, well, it is time to hand out our QC crowns. Yes. Carla, you got a I good one. To, I do have a good one. It's a personal connection tonight. It goes to a family friend, Amy Olson. If you haven't heard of her, she's getting ready to play in the U.S. Women's Open and get this grace. She is seven months pregnant. She qualified for the tournament at six months pregnant, and I just can't get over this. She talks about how her swing has really changed, honestly, every day. You think about this. I mean, just what an athlete, I though. Can and what a swing at golf. I know. Without being <laughs> it's amazing. I'm so impressed. That's awesome. All right. Well, mine tonight, this was pretty simple. Going to the United States military. 
We thank you for your service and your families as well, those who have paid the ultimate sacrifice to keep this land free. We are forever grateful and indebted to all of you. Yes, absolutely. Cannot forget that. And of course, that is going to do it for us here tonight on Charlotte Sports Live. And Grace, I think to conclude this holiday, it is very fitting that we send the people out with Only maybe one way. some fireworks. That's right. Good night, everybody, and happy fourth to you and your family. Hope you had a blessed and safe day.